Has your life ever taken an unexpected, even an unwelcome turn? Well, how'd that affect you? It's a challenge to maintain our equilibrium when our plans get shaken up and our options start dwindling down. When the big doors of opportunity we thought that we would be able to walk through swing closed right before our eyes. Now, I was talking about this the other day with my older sister, and I asked her what she remembered about my abrupt entree into adult life at just 15 years old, and she summed it up by describing me as a hot mess. Well, she was right. When I began adulting, and I'm snagging that term from the millennials, when I began adulting, I wasn't great at much adult responsibility besides housework. And for the first two years of my adulting, I attended high school while trying to learn how to be a wife and a mother. I realize now I should have asked for extra credit. Well, I'm an optimist by nature, but I've got to confess there were some pretty pessimistic thoughts that marched repeatedly through my mind in those early years. But God brought the sunshine of hope back into my life, and I've been basking in its warm glow for years now. I'm Kelly J. Grace. Welcome to Divine Connections. This is a podcast designed to help you connect the truth you believe to the life you really live. My passion is to help you cultivate a vibrant faith and to experience limitless joy as you're transformed bit by bit by God's Word. And we're closing out this debut season of Divine Connections with the last of the 13 life-changing lessons I've learned in over 50 years of walking with God. Today, we're talking about hope. Listen in. You know, no young girl dreams of a future as a pregnant teenager. I mean, it's not the future I hoped for, And when it happened, I guess I'd say that I moved through those early days in a daze. But several years into my journey, God brought the Avon lady to my door with those little tubes of lipstick and the everlasting love of God. Now, each of these 13 lessons that I've been sharing has its origin in the scriptures, in verses that I read myself or verses that I heard pastors or teachers or friends share. And the last lesson, this lesson on hope, began with 1 Peter 1.3. And here's what that verse says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You see, within just two weeks of that day that I invited the Avon lady into my home, I was born again at a home Bible study in her living room. And that's the moment that hope, and I want you to see that word in all capital letters, hope entered my life again. That evening, I asked Jesus to come into my heart, but he brought with him hope. You know, I I look back now and I just have to say, I had ruined my own life at 15 years old, but he redeemed it. 
I had made bad choices that shut lots of doors of opportunity, but Christ not only opened the door to heaven, but also the door to a whole new life, absolutely full of hope, full of potential, and full of possibilities. Now, wherever you are today, I promise you, God can make a way. There's nothing that you've done that he can't redeem, and there's no door that you've closed that can bar your way to the abundant life that Jesus promised. You know, I was thinking about this whole idea of hope and how it kind of came back in with Jesus into my life. After those two years, this happened when I was 17. So I had had two years of kind of feeling really very hopeless about my life and circumstance. But this word from Ecclesiastes, I love this because it just embodies hope. It says, to everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. And then it goes on in verse 11 and says, For he has made everything beautiful in his time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And although I couldn't see back then what God would do in my life over the coming 50 years, I knew he'd given me hope again and that he would make my life beautiful in his time. You know, hope is defined in several ways. Um, One I found says hope is anticipation with pleasure. So it's the looking forward with pleasure to something. It's the earnest expectation that comes with believing that something is good. And it's a steady, persistent optimism. And that's really what Jesus gave back to me. Now, Romans 5.5 says, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And we spoke uh, about the Holy Spirit and really his role in our lives in our last episode about really how to power up our lives to live for Christ. And I love that little phrase, and hope does not disappoint, that phrase from Romans 5.5, because hope has carried me through really difficult trials and challenging times. Through discouragement, um, we do get discouraged in our circumstances, and through times when I focused far too much on my own circumstances and kind of spiraling events in my life, and I forgot for just a moment to hope in God. But you know, that hope is really like a spiritual filter, and it spread a warm, reassuring light over my life. Um, A friend recently taught me how to do Instagram reels, and she showed me the feature of a filter that you put on it. Oh my goodness, it's better than any makeup I've got in my makeup bag. And that's really what I thought about in terms of hope. It just spread like a warm filter of reassuring light over my whole life. It's really kind of like a life jacket. Have you ever been, you know, swimming in a lake or in the ocean and you put on a life jacket and all of a sudden you sense that you're buoyed up, you're 
you know, even if your muscles are tired, this thing is giving you support. It's lifting you up. Hope does that in our lives. Or like a bright beacon from a lighthouse that shines brightly on the way back to safety. Hope does all of those things for us. And hope did not disappoint me, and it will not disappoint you. I mean, if you're a Christian, I want you to remember these 13 lessons that I've shared with you, and I want you to see kind of the theme of hope that runs through all of them. And that's why I think it's fitting that this was the last lesson I shared. So in these 13 lessons, you've learned that God, your Father, is for you. That even though you're fully known by Him, that there's nothing hidden from Him, yet you're loved completely by Him. And that you can discover what God is like, and you can really enjoy a personal relationship, a deep abiding friendship, not to mention a family relation that you're His child. Those are all possible. And that you'll find when you find out more about God that He is absolutely easy to live with and a delight to love. You'll also discover that you're in a constant growth cycle towards spiritual maturity. And look at the hopefulness in that. Whatever you are today, you can be more mature tomorrow than you are today than you were five years ago. And sometimes we need that distance, that space of time to look and see improvement. It is true, though, that there is such hope in the fact that we are on an ever upward cycle in our spiritual maturity and that we can be fully equipped to raise our children well, that we have power over any and every sin if we'll just access God's word and follow it. That we can create a marriage that honors God and delights both us and our spouse. That we can create and capture those teachable moments with our children that make deep spiritual impact in their lives and sets them on the path to a real meaningful relationship and friendship with God. We can enjoy the peace that Jesus gave us even in the midst of trials. And we're, we learned we're not going to surrender that peace anymore when the enemy fires those or shoots those fiery darts at us. We're going to hang on to the peace that Jesus gave us, his peace. And you can lay up treasure in heaven. You can live a life right now that counts for eternity. And you, my friend, are a temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have from God. He indwells you physically. He is speaking to your heart and your mind through God's word and prompting you how to live for him and how to serve God well. And last of all, you have been born again to a living hope, and hope will not disappoint you. I want you to remember these 13 lessons. I want you to go over them again and again. Go back and listen to an episode if you need to, to refresh yourself in that truth and connect that truth to your everyday life. That's really my burning passion is to, you know, in and of myself, I don't have much to offer you, but I have learned 
these things that God has taught me, and I'm offering them to you, friend, in love. Looking back, as I said in that early episode, at myself as a young, young believer, a young wife and mother 50 years ago, and thinking what could have helped me back then, that's what I've tried to give to you. Will you join me in prayer? Father, when I begin to count my blessings, my heart just fills with joy. And I am so humbled by your gracious, loving way with me, really, Lord, with all of us. I mean, are there any children so well looked after as yours? Are there any that are raised by such a wise and loving father? Are there any that are so thoughtfully guided and so faithfully corrected? No, there are not. And Father, our hearts are full of thanksgiving and of love toward you. Thank you. I thank you for these 13 lessons and so many others that you've taught me along the way as I've stumbled first with those halting baby steps until the point where I really can say with the psalmist that you have made my feet like hind's feet and you have made me to walk upon my high places. You've enabled me to stand, Lord, in those places that years ago I would not have been able to climb to. And that is the process that you lead each one of us through. Father, I thank you, as the prophet of old said, that they will all be taught of God. You have taught me and every other child who comes by faith to live in you and to learn from you. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, so what's next for us here at Divine Connections? I've been praying about this, and the answer actually came when I met with that young friend for lunch, and she was giving me that crash course on Instagram Reels. Because before we parted company that day, I just kind of casually asked her, you know, what would you like to hear about next on the podcast? And she immediately, she didn't miss a beat, she said, identity. She told me that she thinks lots of women her age, and she's in her early 30s, struggle with identity because of all the mixed messages that they, that they receive, some from church and some from our culture and some from their own doubts and fears. I'm sure many from social media, right? So that's what we're going to talk about the next few weeks. We're going to explore our identity as Christian women. And I want to say thank you again to each of you who's listened to even a minute of an episode, but some of you have listened to lots of them and to all of them. And some of you have been so kind, you've left ratings or a review, or you've hit that follow button on Apple Podcast. And I have been blessed also by several of you who have sent me really encouraging emails or left a comment on Instagram. I appreciate it so much. I mean, I'm committed to doing this regardless of, quote, the response, because this is coming from the inside out. This is coming out of my obedience to what I believe God is calling me to do. But it is encouraging every so often to hear that there's somebody out there. It's not just a number, you know, a metric I'm looking at. It's a real person listening and being blessed 
by something that God has worked into my life. I mean, that to me is the essence of our Christian fellowship, that we encourage one another. And the scripture says we're to do that evermore as we see the day drawing near. So I want to thank you again. You can find me on Instagram at Kelly J. Grace. And of course, you can go to the website, kellyjgrace.com to find a resource, uh, that spiritual self-care guide or 25 powerful tips for creating a better marriage now. So I want to thank you again for listening and tell you it's really, it's been a joy to me. And I, I'm standing here alone if you saw the post on Instagram in a closet recording this, but I can feel that you're here with me. And together, we're growing, aren't we? We're growing in the Lord. We're connecting His Word to our everyday life. And when we do that, blessing is sure to follow. So thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.